0: Hello and welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David.
1: And I'm Pepper Proxy.
0: Today, I think you wanted to talk about Gordon Ramsay.
1: Well, not just Gordon Ramsay, but including Gordon Ramsay. We've been having kind of an ongoing conversation today about cooking shows in general.
0: Right. And uh, a little bit about how the Food Network has changed and Gordon Ramsay has changed over time.
1: Yeah, so um, some of our listeners may not know, but we used to do a recap show on, um, was it just MasterChef and MasterChef Junior or did we do any other shows? We
0: just did MasterChef Junior.
1: Okay, just we did then.
0: one full season of okay. MasterChef Junior.
1: Okay, well, it's called watching people cook, and you can still listen if you want. I don't mm-hmm. know if it would mean anything since it's from a while ago. But um, so we have had a history with Gordon Ramsay and also cooking shows.
0: Yeah. We have. Um, we used to watch, um, I can't remember if it was Bravo or BBC America, but they used to do the British version of Hell's Kitchen, and that's when we, or not Hell's, is it Hell's Kitchen? The one where he would go to the restaurant and uh, correct the cook.
1: Well, that's that would maybe be Kitchen Nightmare. Kitchen Nightmare, yeah. yeah. So he
0: would go to the, the British version was a much gentler one than the American version, although he did sometimes still yell at people. But he usually dragged them outside to play football or cricket.
1: Right. And then I think when he maybe came over across the pond, he maybe started to call people donkeys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I think he yell, he did yell at people in England as well. Yeah. But uh, he developed his kind of uh, greatest hits, one-liner insults here in America.
1: Well, yeah, and I think that's that was the thing that you know we were ta- talking a little bit amongst ourselves about just like the Food Network and um, Master Chef because we still watch it, uh, and it's way more fun to watch when you're not doing a recap on it. Yeah, I didn't I enjoy. <laughs> I did not enjoy doing the
0: recap, and um, it it also is um, hard because it's so repetitive, and yes. I tend to zone out during the repetitive parts, and I do something else while we're watching something. And towards the end, it was almost painful to give Master Chef Junior 100% of my attention.
1: Yeah, I while remember. While it was on. I remember.
0: <laughs> I was just like, ah.
1: Uh. So, um... So, yeah, because we've been talking about that. And as a tangent, I think MasterChef Junior was maybe better when Christina Tozzi was a judge. And she's got her own weird show on Netflix. Yeah. Um, But Gordon Ramsay, so because we were talking about Kitchen Nightmares specifically, you pulled up some old YouTube clips. (laughs) Yes,
0: we watched YouTube clips uh, of especially memorable moments of uh Gordon Ramsay uh tearing apart people's food, noticing things, pulling dirt out of their couches and <laughs> Was
1: there anything that we watched in the recap that you remember? Like anything that was like seared into your mind like, "Oh, I'm never going to forget this."
0: Um I think um the Amy's Baking Company. Oh yeah. Cuz that that's an all the best of yeah. clips cuz she was so um so out of it on the show like so unaware of how she was coming across that it made for a really odd odd show
1: well here's the side note you probably don't remember this but at the time that that show that episode originally aired i was spending a lot of time down in arizona phoenix scottsdale area and um, some of my um, friends down there, they actually knew Amy and her husband Sam, Sammy, or they knew of them. Okay. And I have to say, to the best of my recollection, again, it was years ago, um, they were portrayed on Kitchen Nightmares actually better than they were in real life.
0: Yeah, they got a kind edit. Cause, and they
1: did.
0: Cause I, and they, they kind of went back on the kind edit of a little bit because um, they the Amy and her husband attacked them so much in the press after the show came out that I remember they released an extended episode <laughs> that had more to show how crazy they really were and how they had tried to edit them to be in the style of the show, right. which is to not make the people look like horrific villains. Right. Because <laughs> you don't get people to do the show more if you – more people to do the show if you make the other people look bad
1: yeah nobody was gonna sign up no even I, if you do get a kitchen remodel
0: yeah and it's because nobody wants to be the jerk <laughs> and she came across as such a jerk and uh one of the scenes we watched last night was the final conversation that Gordon Ramsay had with her and her husband when they decided to pull out of uh, filming the episode yeah. and even that was crazy
1: it was so intra I thought it was so interesting to see how Gordon was communicating with her because you know he calls people donkeys and he gets up in people's faces but I think he knew with the two of them they were past the point of any kind of like logical entertainment because he started to speak very softly and quietly and she was just escalating 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 and it was the weirdest thing
0: yeah it was a totally one-sided argument (laughs) because he was he was he was
1: like okay i think
0: when he sat down at the table they knew the production crew already knew they were pulling out and she came ready to argue with them even more you know and they were doing horrible things like Um, asking people for tips and then not giving it to the server and,
1: yeah, they and, uh, were stealing from their employees. Stealing from their and,
0: employees and firing people for really odd reasons.
1: Well, and we didn't watch this on the on the recap we watched yesterday, but the other funny thing that I remember like from that episode was Gordon was like she was like meticulous as far as like cleanliness um and just like organization and having food Properly labeled and all of that, um, but he, when he did, it, he tasted the food. He was like, eh, "It's not great. It's not good. Whatever." Except the baked goods, right. and he loved the baked goods. And she, if I recall correctly, she pretended as though she had made them because it was called Amy's Bakery, Bacon,
0: Amy's Bacon the company. Baking Company.
1: But she outsourced all the pastries.
0: Yeah, she was actually just getting him. A- Brought in, which is crazy. From a
1: local um, baker who Gordon then went on to meet yeah. during the episode.
0: Yeah, it was a very strange. And she was obsessed with her cats, which nothing wrong with being obsessed with your cats. And she sang like weird cat songs. Oh, that's
1: right. Well, you know, they're not in the United States anymore.
0: No, I have, I have no idea what was going on with
1: them. Yeah, he, there was some... <laughs> I read it last night. I think they're in um, Israel. Okay. Um, because... He was, uh, he had some like drug charges and, um, racketeering charges and lost his citizenship here. Hmm. So they had to move out of the country. So they moved back to Israel where I think he's from.
0: You know, you're a a (laughs) horrific narcissist or sociopath if, um, you're involved in a, some kind of money, criminal criminal activity and you want to be on a gordon ramsey <laughs> exactly. show at the same time because like most people would run away from that because they don't want to get caught
1: yeah unless you're a real housewife
0: yeah so i'll have to look into that though i hadn't heard anything yeah. about that did you read an article
1: i just did it like after we were talking yesterday i'm like i wonder what happened because they continued with their business for a while after the show aired um but then they also got, I think she said they got like death threats and stuff. Um, so I was just really curious, what, where where are they now? <laughs> That's where they are.
0: Yeah. Do you think it was uh, kind of the, the same kind of relationship that uh, appears to be going on in The Real Housewives between uh, Erica Jane and her husband, where there's a money laundering scheme going on?
1: I didn't think about that, but it totally could be that the restaurant was a front. <laughs> which,
0: or... which makes it even,
1: oh. which makes it
0: even stranger that it would be a front, and they would want to be on TV, yeah. and steal tips. Because
1: yeah, the tip thing is really vile.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just well, they just didn't consider the people that worked for them to be human. human. yeah. So it was, it was. Uh, she was so kind. To her cats and so mean to the people that worked for her, it was crazy. Yeah,
1: I think she even called, like, one of her, like, her, like, some of her employees, like, that one or... That I don't remember. Them. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think there was some of that going on, too. I just
0: remember her crazy cat stuff and her thinking she was, like, cute. You know, being <laughs> yeah. cute and coming off like, is just no. like nuts. Yeah, it yeah. was not
1: great. Yeah. So, um, what I wanted to do was maybe even put a call out to our listeners, if they have found any great, um, food, content. It doesn't have to be like you know cable or TV. It could be on the internet or what have you. We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear from them because we kind of burn through. Like some of the good things we like. Yeah.
0: And we have our, our YouTube stuff that we like. and uh, Like my
1: baby boy, David Seymour. Yeah. Like that I've baby. been watching since he was like a teen.
0: Yeah. But we tend to fade in and out of those.
1: Yeah. We those stopped um, Bon Appetit because I just can't deal with Chris Morocco. <laughs> Although we do sometimes hate watch it. <laughs>
0: It's interesting how much the Food Network has changed, though, because um, even the Reddit board devoted to the Food Network is mostly about how much better the Food Network used to be.
1: The, do you think that has to do with just a generational thing, or do you really think it's, it was a lot better?
0: Well, they've dramatically changed the, how the, what the Food Network is, yeah, and they got a, uh, purchased... Uh, They're part of that Discovery Plus family of networks now.
1: Oh, I thought that was script. Is it it still scripts? Scripts? Don't know. I'll need to look at that.
0: Yeah, but I think they're part of that Discovery Plus family of Mm -hmm. networks, as they call it. Um, So I think that the the idea of what they do has changed so much. Because it used to be focused on producing things for the television channel. And now I think they focus on, you know, a multi multi levels of things like TikTok, shows specifically for streaming services, Instagram live feeds, Twitter, like yeah. all of these things are all part of it. So it's no longer just like focused on making shows for the food for that network.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I it hasn't come up in my TikTok feed. Um, but it feels to me like what I've recently watched or, you know, been consumed from the Food Network. It's not about cooking. And I think that's the reason why I don't like it anymore.
0: Yeah, it's very focused on competition.
1: Competition, yeah. And I feel like I might still learn a little bit um, from watching. Not nearly as much as I used to. Or even, I don't even know if the Cooking Channel is still around. But um, that one was... Good too, but they just—they kind of don't seem very.
0: Yeah, and I don't—I don't think it's a, a generational thing where they're just trying to focus on on uh, things that are for younger people, yeah. which is generally what happens. Yeah. Is like the people that used to like it are like it's no longer as good, yeah. but they pick up new viewers on yeah. it. And I just think it's—it's it's this weird husk where people watch it out of out of uh, inertia. Because they've watched it forever. Right. And they just don't want to change direction <laughs> or speed. <laughs> like, they're just like, it's time for the Food Network shows. And, you know, I mean, and they have a few shows that have been on forever that are still on there. But it's very, very hard. And and some of the people that are on there are, are good and interesting to watch. So it's not a matter of, like, they're all terrible people on there Yeah, either. I just
1: stopped watching because, I, again, I, like I said, I like to watch actual cooking. and Maybe that's on during the daytime.
0: I don't know, but to me, the other thing that's changed is if you just want to actually watch someone cook, it's, and we've talked about this before, is YouTube is so much better because if you wanted to make um, pad thai,
1: yeah,
0: you can watch YouTube and see five people make pad thai in like 20 minutes of viewing time. You know,
1: since you brought that up, can I say I... I have watched multiple pad thai YouTube I know, channels. I know, and I gotta say, like, if anybody wants to make pad thai and they're intimidated a little bit, Jet Tila's pad thai is great. It, it's tasty. It's good. The secret. One of the secrets is tamarind paste. Um, but I highly recommend that. And
0: because one of the one of the things that um, we did when you were. Uh, when you were starting to make dan Dan noodles was we watched a ton of different videos of people making dandan yeah. dan noodles, and it's not one recipe that you use to make dandan yeah. dan noodles. It's kind of like oh, I'll take this from here and take this from there, which you don't get on the food network no it's basically. This is, you know, this is what I'm making. And it's almost never the basic dish. The Food Network, when they make it, they always try and put a twist on it. Yeah. To make it somehow unique or Food network Or you
1: have to have a, what was the thing? What's your What's your story? What's your food story? Is yeah. Is that what they... And they always have a food story to go <laughs> It's over. like, don't make people make up crap about their dead grandpa. Just like, let them cook their... Yeah their food but I do have to say I've been liking you know I know there are problems with BuzzFeed don't get me wrong and don't get me started but I have been really enjoying I like the one with um uh Andrew Inca, and um oh shoot I can't remember the other guy's name the one who does really big food when they all talk about you know they have 20 pounds of tomatoes and what they made with them. Um, but also I really like Stephen Lim, who used to be with Buzzfeed, but now started his own network. And he like does this show. His show is Dish Granted. And he's not a chef. Um, he's an Ohio boy. Maybe that's what yeah, I you, I like. which you recently yeah. found out. I love him. Um, but that's that's fun to watch and it also I've I've learned things from watching those shows. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, and to me, that's kind of taken the place of what Food Network used to be. Yeah, for sure. Because kind of the only reason the Food Network could exist exactly the way it was is because there really wasn't much competition.
1: No, yeah, you're right.
0: And the weird thing now is there's so much competition in the food competition world <laughs> world it's like it's the food network doesn't even stick out so much and the only hook they have are is the personalities not the actual shows yeah because the shows are almost immaterial it's whether or interchangeable not you are, if you like the host
1: yeah yeah
0: so yeah,
1: just well speaking of weird like taking food competitions to like the nth degree <laughs> i don't get this christina Tozy. i love her um, but I don't get why it's a competition because they have professional bakers and sh- pastry chefs, mm-hmm. and they're paid. It's not like oh, you they win a prize, um, but they've the way that it's formatted is it's formatted as if it's a competition, a friendly competition. Yeah. It's real weird to me.
0: Yeah, Bake Squad.
1: Yeah, it's a squad of pros, and they all compete to get their their dessert or their item picked by the yeah can the person But the it guest. all seems very
0: pre-scripted as to who's gonna get picked for what
1: I agree event. I agree.
0: And sometimes the people that you aren't gonna be picked they kinda throw in the towel. They throw in the towel. <laughs> like the one of the bakers is French and he he sometimes just gave up. Like one time he's like here is a stick with dangly chocolate on it (laughs) (laughs) you know when we knew it wasn't going to get picked so that that was interesting the other thing i learned from that show was uh one of the bakers is from the south side of chicago oh my
1: gosh i know what you're gonna say
0: and she said that it was kind of a, a traditional food holiday food was to stick a candy cane a peppermint candy cane inside a pickle.
1: A dill pickle.
0: A dill pickle and eat it at the same time.
1: I think she was pranking us.
0: No, I looked it up. It's <laughs> okay. there was an article in the Chicago Tribune about how that's like exists. Their their thing is you use your mouth, you bite the tip off of the pickle. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: And <laughs> <It's> then <good. laughs> shove that candy cane in there and eat it.
1: Okay. Well, okay, well maybe with that we're we're done for the week.
0: That's <laughs> my, my pickle shoving?
1: Yeah, maybe the pickle shoving and biting the tip is enough for enough for today. All
0: right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter
1: at bafflingcyclops.com.